got the same name. Are you for real? I can't leave it yet, or like what? This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. episode 72 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Rotz of JLB Morelia. This episode is brought to you by MP Cages and Exotics and Steve Snakesuary. He's, he's on it today. Ironically, Steve Snakesuary oh. is our guest oh. this evening. Steve Kennedy. You guys hear that? Big Steve. Big Steve. Coming on. Venom sauce. Yeah. Get some. It's tasty. It's gotta delicious. Light up this nub real quick. That is a nubby freaking. We were running a special. You buy, buy five, get one free. So you just took six? <laughs> I bought none. Just kidding. I actually got two of them. Like, so you 12. Got, so you got 12, 10. yeah. Oh. And then with my discount, it's even less. Man, those are stumpy little cigars. They are, but they, they burn surprisingly slow. Are they pretty good? Pretty good. Pretty tasty. The Maduro's especially. Hmm. It's a very dark Maduro, and they even have a double Maduro, which I'm actually interested to try. Because that'll be even more bold and, and rich. Mm. Delicious. Mm. Magically delicious. It's so, like eating a bowl of Lucky Charms. Got my nicotine. I got my caffeine. Boy, I haven't. <coughs> Ugh. I got something stuck in my throat. I haven't had caffeine. Today, because I'm trying to get off the monsters and crap. Yeah, I, and it's uh. I got that new medicine. The doctor. I was talking to the doctor about it. It's the Wellbutrin, which like mm-hmm. really kind of gets you going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm drinking these energy drinks. She's like, okay, if you're taking Wellbutrin, don't drink those. <laughs> She's like, it's already gonna make you like up. But what this are you is, doing? <laughs> this is look. This is like the second or third day I've been taking it. I've had two bangs a day. I have this. You've had two bangs today, it'll, and now you're having that. It'll be fine. I feel Dude. fine. Like, I don't feel anything. Yeah, feel you, feel fi- you feel fine. You feel fine. Yeah. Your, your doctor told you not to do that. She advised me. Oh, my God. Her, it's not. It's no. Like, first of all, it's a low dose. <laughs> like, I'm on, like, the entry level, which ain't that much. It's hot in here. It's not that hot. It's pretty warm. My glasses are fucking so up. good. We need a fan. Doing yeah. this in the summer is going to be rough. Yeah, dude. In the summer, it's going to be bad. We need bad. to find like, an ultra-quiet fan. Yeah. Does my mic seem loud to you? Uh, no, but no? your headphones okay. are. That's why. Your knob, oh. knob number two. Knob number Turn two. Turn it to the left. Like this way? No, the other way. Oh. There you go. The side that says Adjust zero. it how you want. Okay. All right. So it was my mic that was messing up. But, or my headphones. Okay. Uh, do you have anything to announce to anybody? Anything, anything new going on? Anything anybody needs to know about? Got a rack built from MP Cajun Exotics, oh, and yeah. it is amazing. I have the six quart built. I didn't have time to get to the fifteen thirty two yet because I suck, but I'm also living a very busy life, so I have not gotten around to it yet. But that will be built as well soon i was i had started a video with the six quart but i kind of messed up and i had to do some stuff so it, 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 i didn't really do a video but i'm going to do a video for the 1532 and hopefully i won't suck at it 
So, smoke's bad for the mic, Justin. It is, but I was just getting a really good picture of you for Instagram. Of me? Yeah. I thought you were taking a picture of you. No. No. You said a really I'm good not a picture? douchebag. I don't take pictures of myself. So it was a really well, good picture. my personal Instagram, and it's all cigars. Oh, please. You always take selfies on the THP IG. Posted one today, fool. That's the story. That's not you a post. Mean, That's just yeah, everybody yeah. know that no, there's an episode right. today. Yeah, I mean you're right, but anyways. So MP Gages and Exotics. Yeah, Rack built. Make this show possible. Yes. Sean's the man. Dude, he is. Racks. I love Sean. I love I love that dude so much, man. AP is He's the great. devil. MP is where it's at. Yes. So switch from AP to MP and watch your mind MVP. get blown. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Ooh. And then Steve at Steve Snakesuary, Venom Hot Sauces, Tacos, Chicken. Whatever you want. Salsa. Whatever you whatever, like. If you whatever. Can, just like with Sean's stuff, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. You can do the same thing with these Venom Hot Sauces. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, Captain Crunch. Easy. What? Yeah. I, for breakfast the every day. Orange. Yeah. Blood Orange Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle. Some some fucking freaking uh, some oatmeal or something. Get some yeah. oatmeal. Slap slap some of it. Slap, slap some of that cotton mouth in there, son. What? Some strawberries and bananas. You're down south and they like grits. Mm-hmm. Get some grits. Slap some of that. Mm-hmm. Slap some of that that uh, that coral snake venom sauce some on there. Cheesecake. Mm. What what? Cheesecake all day every day. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell Steve to call. Yeah. Us. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, so also forewarning, uh, Steve is a firefighter and first responder. Uh, so he is on duty right now. So at any point he could have to go, just so everyone's on the same page. I'm there actually kind of in that same boat because I'm also a first responder. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm serious. I'm a first responder, and I'm technically Making I could get sure called the, into work. The, the ditches aren't overflowing does not count. No, but I would have have to like you know direct traffic and crap Ooh. like that. Ooh. Suck it. Zing 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 ding 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 ding. Hello, Domino's. What's up, man? What is happening? Can you hear us okay? Not too much. Yeah, yeah, I'm going good. Can you hear Jake? Can Jake you hear something? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. All You're right. a little farther away, but I got you. Of course, every time, man. This always We're happens. We're going 72 and 0 on that. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, episode, everybody. Like, I wonder if this episode will be different. Dude, the Facebook, Facebook Messenger works better. I'm telling you. because well. That... That was better with uh with Brian last week, but Whoa. well, welcome Steve. We are currently recording. We are Just recording. Heads up, because Justin doesn't oh. like to tell people, and he springs it on everybody. So I don't do that. Yeah, you do. If you like, would you rather? So say <laughs> you're getting like a flu shot or something, right? Mm. I don't uh-huh. like needles. I don't know about you. I hate needles. That's like I'm. They make me squirm. I've had IVs in me for three days before, well, so they don't bother me that I'm much. I'm saying this. At this point. Would you rather them count down and be like, okay, I'm going to stick you with this, and go three, two, one, and then you're like, eh. No. Or would you rather you just like, you're sitting around and they're like, zing. You know, no, oh, I'd rather it. them come up and be like, hey, I'm going to about to shove this needle in you. Cool. All right, cool. 
That's all you have <laughs> yeah, to be like, hey, so, I'm about to push record. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, whenever I give shots and I start IVs, I just say, all right, here we go, big stick, and I just go for it. Yep. I don't count down at all. I just tell them, hey, here we go, big stick, and I just stick it down. Yeah, and you got to, but you give them a heads yeah. up, like, hey, it's coming. Here it is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, but it, it's not it's not a it's not a countdown. I never yeah. count down. I just say, All right, here we go and yeah. I just do it. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean? So so, with yeah, man. Justin doesn't even do that. He just goes on in and is like, Oh, by the way, we've been recording for the last five minutes. I'm like, Oh, cool. Now I sound like you a freaking idiot. Yeah, ago, I know. That's why I asked <laughs> that's why I asked two minutes after I put my headphones on. I was like, Are we recording right now? Because I was Good. like now you're learning. Yeah, yeah, I am learning. Yeah, <laughs> asshole. You're figuring it out. Yeah. Well, but anyway, Steve, we are glad you were here. Thank you for being here. I feel Steve. bad that it's awesome. taken us this long to have you on. Yeah, I know it hit hey, me. Man, I, I just, yeah, I just appreciate the opportunity, man. It, it, it's a good deal, man. I, I, I've been listening to you guys for a real long time, and I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Yeah, man. So it's just, uh, it's just awesome. You know, we got to support each other in the community. So definitely. Well, it's very obvious you support us because you sponsor our yeah. show. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it hit me a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was like, man, we haven't had Steve on. Why haven't we done that yet? Yeah, that was the same thing for me. When you mentioned it, I was like... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, that deer in the headlights yeah. look. Like, yeah, so... Why didn't I yeah, it, it, it's all good, man. It's all good. No hard feelings. Good. Definitely don't want that. I don't want people to think it's like a Noah's Arcade thing in like Wayne's World. <laughs> I know, I know right. Steve knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't watch that show. Oh, well. But it does. I don't. I don't think they. It's not like that because you know you and Sean are obviously in the same realm of what we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> you're not. Yeah. You're not out of the loop. You're not out of the. Right. Out of the scene. <laughs> Faux show. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, so we told everybody before you called in that you were like you could at any point have to bail. Um, right. But I mean, we'll just yeah. jump into it. Can you give everybody just a quick rundown first, of who you are, right what you in, do, the once over, how you sure. started snake, the sanctuary? <clears throat> yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, my my current quote unquote job, my day quote unquote day job, is as a firefighter, advanced EMT. So you know, I work half days and half nights. Um, but as far as the sanctuary, man, that I've I've been into snakes since I was like real little, man. Of course, my parents hated it. I used to catch like little rough earth snakes and, mm-hmm. and uh, DK's brown snakes all the time. And, you know, the parents freaked out about it. But once I got married, man, my wife was real supportive. Uh, she let me buy one snake, a little corn snake. That turned to two, two turned to four, and it just kind of kept on and kept on. Of course. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, people started finding out I was into snakes. And, of course, w- when people find out you're into snakes, they tell you all the hor- quote-unquote horror stories that <laughs> – you know, of them going out and finding one while they were hunting and one that they killed in their yard the other day and that kind of crap. And so, uh, you know, I just used to tell people, hey, you know, instead of killing them, how about you call me? And it kind of started from there, man. And, you know, being me being in emergency services, uh, I get a lot of 911 calls because the police officers and other firefighters don't want to deal with them. Uh, so a lot of times 911 will dispatch me out to go get snakes, uh, which is pretty cool. And, uh, so, and, you know, I just let people know, Hey, don't kill the snakes. You know, all the snakes have their purpose. And so instead of killing them, call me and I'll come get it. So you don't have to deal with it. Right. And, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of turned into me doing educational presentations with them. Mm-hmm. So now we, we do all types of educational presentations. We've, uh, we've, uh, 
We do them for the firefighters, for the EMTs, paramedics. We've done some for police officers, for animal control officers. Uh, we do a lot for the kids. Uh, we've done some birthday parties and things like that. So depending on the type of presentation that we do, we always tailor that presentation to our audience. Um, so, you know, if I'm doing it for kids, of course, I'm going to talk. I'll bring more of the, the pet side of it and talk about how to, how to take care of them as pets. But then if I'm doing some for paramedics, then I'm going to talk more about the snake bites and how to treat the snake bites yeah. and, you know, what to look for and things like that. So, hmm. And so if you're doing presentations, how, like, how, what are you keeping? And, like, how are you keeping – you have – I've seen a lot of native stuff, and then I've seen some other odds and mm-hmm. ends, but what are you keeping personal collection? Yeah, like, man, what do you I've... use? Yeah, I pretty much I pretty much have everything. It's you know, there's a couple of exotics that I don't have, but you know, me being just a snake enthusiast, you know, I pretty much have everything. Um all types of boas, pythons, rat snakes, king snakes, a lot of the venomous. Um I do have I need to stress that that I do have my permits through uh the animal control, the local animal control here and through wildlife and fisheries through the state mm-hmm. to keep everything. Um so, yeah, pretty much, man, I, whatever. As long as it's alive, I've got it. <laughs> and, uh, when, you know, I, I tell people all the time, too, especially for, like, animal control and police officers and emergency services, I tell them, I say, you know, if you get a call for a snake or a snake bite, you don't understand, you know, not everybody keeps everything legally. Yeah. And not everybody's got their permits, so you don't know what you're walking into. And so that's why, that's another reason why I keep all the exotics is because you don't know. You just really don't know what somebody's got in their house. And, uh, so, but I've, man, honestly, man, I've got over a hundred snakes. I kind of lose count after a while. Wow. <laughs> so, you and me both. Um, <laughs> yeah. People and, always ask me yeah. like, how many snakes do you have? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you get the, yeah. And then you get the questions, you know, well, well do they all have names? No. I, the most common <laughs> question I always names. get is, do you keep them all together? Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Are they yeah. just loose in a room? And I'm like, yeah, it's like I have a puppy room yeah. where they all just mingle and. Dude, okay. So, Jesus. so just, so just, <laughs> oh, shit. Just for off track, real quick, for a story about that. So, I had a friend who was asking me about my snakes one time, and she was like, so do you just like keep them in your house or, or are they outside or. And I was like, yeah, actually, they all stay outside. I buy these snakes, I let them go outside. And then when it's feeding time, I go out on my front porch and I go, and I throw rats out and they all come out and eat. And she looks at me, she's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm not serious. (laughs) Yeah, I get, I get, I get quite, I get asked all the time, you know, can you train your snakes? Yeah. Are your snakes trained? And I'm like, you know, I kind of, it depends on, on how, spunky i'm feeling that time you know i may mess with somebody <laughs> and a trained to, but, uh, to try and get away from me yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> self-trained yeah so you know people think yeah especially when i tell them that i that i keep venomous you know they think they they, they ask me the same question do you keep those loose in your house and yeah no and then you know and then i get quite I, I get asked a lot you know how do you sleep at night you know but with having all those venomous snakes i'm like well horizontal i sleep very closed. peacefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I tell them i sleep very peacefully because i know nobody's going to break into my house right yep so i shared a room it, with my western diamondback and it was semi-peaceful if I <laughs> until it, you like, move yeah. if i moved at like any point in the night she was across the room but it wasn't a terribly large room 
Yeah. Like if no, I moved, I'd, was, she'd start going off. And I remember there was a few nights where I kind of yeah. like forgot that I had her, and I was like, "What?" The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard rattling, and I was like, "What is that?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." Okay. I yeah. forgot I have an Aatrox right there. That's yeah, cool. it's uh, you know, it freaks a lot of people out. But I've had several people come over and and check out some of the stuff that we have, and. Mm-hmm. They don't realize how calming it is. You know, sometimes if I have a rough day at work or something, I can come home, and as soon as I walk in the snake room, all the rattlesnakes start going off. And for me, it's very calming. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. I just I wonder if TV is what has given people this idea that it's like, they're monsters. Steve Irwin yep. in your snake room. Yeah. I did a yeah. video on YouTube. I put on my little headpiece for my go for the GoPro. Oh, the one with the uh-huh. yeah, that I you did the, with the Western. And I, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "This is what it's really like to work with venomous snakes. Like, it's pretty boring. It's not yep. nearly as exciting as everyone thinks it is. Literally, like, hook it, bucket, clean, clean it, yep. back out of the bucket. Yeah, in, in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and that's not, that's that's not, something I have to uh, I have to really deal with every every time I do a presentation because I, I think the media and even the movies have just uh, over centralized everything and they just make they just blow everything out of proportion mm-hmm. and um you know i have to deal with the same old stories every time like well i know somebody that had a python and they let it out and it was laying with them trying to size them up oh my gonna eat them and all, you know what i mean how it's exhausting like, okay, does that get it, yeah because like <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I look at it like don't get me wrong like people hear that i deal with snakes and i get the same questions but i could i know you do so much educational stuff and i know you go to so many just like shows and off the wall you know things mm-hmm. that you set up a booth at like i can only imagine the questions yeah. that you have came across with running into oh, all those yeah, people and it, it you know, when it gets, I try to be very, very patient. I really do. But after the millionth time of the same question over and over, you know, it gets kind of, it gets old. It gets kind of, uh, it kind of wears me down, you yep. know. But yep. I still, I try to be very patient. I'll tell you too, like if we set up a table at an event and we've got snakes out, it's always the kids that want to come up. They're always fascinated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the parents. I, I hate this too. And it's not, all it does is just continue to spread the fear that, you know, the parents are the ones that are jerking the kids back and yelling at the yeah. kids saying, don't go over there. And that's yeah. that's very disturbing to me, and I really don't like it. And that's that's another reason I always, uh, you know, my kids are, are big time involved. I've got three kids, and they're, they'll are they help me go out. It's funny, too. We go out on a snake call, and there's police officers and firefighters standing around, and we see it's just a little rat snake. And one of my kids goes over there and picks it up in front of everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> so I, I try, I'm trying to... Uh, I hate to say it this way, but I kind of use my kids just to let people know that there's nothing to fear with the snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to be respectful, and you need to you need to know what you're dealing with. But when you understand that the snake's not out to get you, the snake's not going to chase you, um, it it's not going to eat you. You know that, those kind of things. And and when you understand and you just learn and you have that knowledge, all that kind of fear, all that kind of fear just dissipates. You know. So. Yeah. I had the male brettles out, and I was just—it was nice out the other day. Mm. I think this was like last weekend, so I took them out. And I sat out in the front yard and just let them kind of hang out, and catch some rays. And like Ellie, my daughter, <clears throat> and the neighborhood kids came over, and they were checking them out and stuff like that. And I always just get super paranoid when I'm showing kids this stuff because—and I told Ellie already knows this, but the other two, I told them, I was like, if you see a snake in the wild, like in your backyard, mm-hmm. don't touch it. Yeah. You know yeah. this guy. I, we like. We know that he's safe. We know that he's he's harmless. 
It was like, but if you see one in your yard, don't just go. I'm like so paranoid about some kid being like, my neighbor yeah. grabs them like this. I'm gonna go do it, and then yeah. you know, they pick up a copperhead or yeah, mm-hmm. you know something worse. It's yeah, like, crap. Now it's exactly, and I, that's something that I, I every every time I do a presentation with kids, I always stress that, and I tell them, look, just because we're holding snakes here, and just because I'm letting you pet snakes, just because you know we're I've got my kids out here and we're all handling all this stuff does not mean if you see one in your backyard, you go grab it. And, um, you know, I, I always stress to them that I've got gear, you know, I've got the gloves and I've got the hooks and tongs and things that I use for the venomous and I've got special tools but that, you know, you, you have to be careful. And I always make sure to stress that because I'm, I'm like you, I'm very concerned that if I do a presentation and the kid sees a, you know, I'm holding up a rat snake and I let it pet them, then if they see a snake in their yard, they, they, they think back on that and then they go grab it and they end up getting hurt. So, you know, I always, I always take that into consideration too. Yeah. And that's a, <clears throat> that was always another question I would get whenever I go through the, the whole thing about snakes. They're not out, they're not chasing you. They don't want to yeah. kill you. You know, that's a question I always get like, well, what do I do if I see one in my yard? Walk away. Yep. You yep, leave yep, it exactly. alone. Like you don't have to do anything. Like it's so simple. Yep. Like that's you, what I never understand. And what I tried, the biggest thing I try to, <clears throat> I try to stress to people is like you, your percentage of getting bit, no matter what it is, you know, venomous or non, your chances of getting bit go up tremendously if you try to kill it. They're pretty much at zero mm-hmm. if you leave it alone. Yes, if you leave it alone, <laughs> you are at zero. If you just walk away from the situation, there is no chance. But if you sit there and swing an axe or a machete at it, your chance yep. of getting bit go up so much more. Yep. You know, and I, that's yep. one and thing I, I always try to try to push, you know, put it into perspective for people, kind of. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's amazing. People... I've actually had people get mad at me because I removed the snake from somebody's house. And, and I, I kind of feel like I'm stuck in the middle because I've got people that are completely freaked out about snakes. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had, you know, even my wife go get snakes before and the people will not, they will lock themselves and barricade themselves in their room until we guarantee the snake is gone. Mm -hmm. And so we've got people that are deathly afraid of snakes and, but then on the other side, I've got other snake people who are getting mad at me because I'm removing the snake out of its natural habitat. And I'm thinking, well, do you? I'm trying to bring peace to these people who are completely freaked out about the snake. But then I'm also don't want the snake to get killed. So yeah. I would rather, I'd much rather get the snake. You're damned if you and damned if you have don't. the people, you know. So I feel like I'm kind of saving both. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm helping these people so they're not freaked out anymore. But then I'm also saving the snake from getting killed. So it can reproduce, you know? So um, I, I kind of feel stuck in the middle sometimes. I can understand that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those things because, like, I did I, – I worked on a plantation um, for school for a period and then afterwards with my internship. And uh, I actually – it was a it was a quail hunting plantation. They ran dogs all the time. So up until I got there, it was uh, any snake – you see is dead because it's probably a copperhead quote unquote and needs to die because mm-hmm. it's going to bite one of the dogs and so that's what i started doing was you know dogs are expensive yeah and they're <laughs> very expensive yeah. so like <laughs> i understand yeah and we actually had one get hit while i was working there got bit on the neck and it, it was it was wow. it was pretty bad but 
So I talked to my manager and I'm like, hey, like instead of us killing these things, like can can I just get them? And he was like, yeah. He's like, you know, I don't like I don't yeah. like killing them because I'm a wildlife guy, but I feel like I have to for the dogs. So from now on, you right. remove. So and I I took out so many freaking cane breaks from there, and it's like I hated taking them from there, but it was like either that or they get right. slaughtered. So mm-hmm. their chances yep. of survival are probably better if they're relocated. Even yeah. If it's- and to be honest, yeah, like cool. when I would relocate them, it would be like literally just outside the plantation yard. Right. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. off property. So it can kind of get back in a general area type of thing. It's like, granted, does it help the right. dogs? No, but it's, <laughs> I was, I was more worried to avoid going outdoors at all. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, no yeah. matter what I do, these dogs are very well likely going to run into a snake at some point, no matter yeah. how many I remove. Then so. there was my buddy though, that down in Savannah, Callaway, mm-hmm. who was talking about, he has a guy, a buddy who trains dogs for like scent aversion. Yeah, like if they they tr- they train them to smell like the the local pit vipers and stuff, mm-hmm. so copperheads, cottonmouths, mm-hmm. rattlesnakes, and mm-hmm. they they train those dogs to where if they smell that, they they instantly sort of go away from go them. the other way. Yeah, yeah. and it's yep. really interesting because. I mean, that's that's kind of tough because you. I think what they typically do is somehow tape the mouth shut. Uh, using some sort of like, I don't know what exactly they were using, but has to be something <laughs> fragile, something simple to get yeah. off yeah. that's not going to stick to them, but it's also going to do the job. And so that was kind of like yeah. the dangerous aspect of it because you had to, you know, obviously pin and do this and pin and wrap and make it yeah. so that the dog knows Can't get exactly bit. what what it's dealing with. Yeah, yeah, and get it close enough. I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard of several people, several people and companies doing that. And I mean, I, I don't know, I haven't really. I've heard about it, and I've kind of heard a little bit of the techniques, and uh, I mean, it seems very interesting on how they do all that. And uh, I mean, I I think it's good. I've kind of heard some people talk about how it's bad, but I I don't know, man. I I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think the you only know, negative. To I'm gonna buy one of those dogs. I take it, Irving. <laughs> I think the <laughs> only negative to that really is the the amount of stress that the snake goes through. Yeah. You know, because like right, having right, its right. head pinned, having its mouth taped, yeah. like that sucks. Like that snake's yeah. gonna be yeah. stressed the hell out. But in the same token, you're teaching a dog to a not attack and b avoid. You know what right, I mean? Because right. a lot of dogs they'll either just walk over and get tagged, or they'll attack it and try and kill it, and probably get tagged yep. in the in the process. You know, so right. It's definitely, you know, that, that, yeah, yeah, that kind of brings up too. you know, you're talking about, you know, taping the snake's mouth shut and things like that. I get asked about the rattlesnake roundups all the time. <sighs> and, you know, I get asked to, it just kind of goes, there's two different things. You know, I get asked, people ask me, well, do you milk your snakes? And, so you know, bad. I try to tell them, look, man, that stuff has to be done in a sterile environment. You know, I can't just milk my snake in my snake room. You know, I can't just milk it outside because it's not sterile. And, you know, once you do that, there's a big, long, drawn-out process of, of, you know, having to freeze it and filter it and all that stuff. And, you know, I've looked at trying I've, – I've actually looked at getting trying to get into that, but you have to get a doctor sponsor you. You have to go through the Red Cross, the FDA. There's a whole bunch of red tape with that. Damn. And then I get asked about the rattlesnake roundups, and people – act like the rattlesnake roundups are some some great thing you know they think well they use it for anti-venom i'm like no they they throw all that venom out at the end of the show you know and the cruelty that the rattlesnakes have to go through you know they use 
very blunt machetes to cut their hands off. Then they get the kids to dip their hands in the blood and put their handprints on the wall. And it's a very, very cruel If they uh, did kitten rounds just up, round demonstrations. Up, they'd be burning the place to the ground. <laughs> That's what yeah. bothers me is people... Yeah. It's like... Because it it's, if it's, because a, it's a snake, it's a snake, okay. Yeah. It's a living being regardless. Like, it, they're... Yeah. they're it's disgusting, Sick. man. Like, what... It, they're... Yep. They don't do anything like that for any other animal out there. Have like literally a celebration of killing it, dipping their hands in mm-hmm. blood. Like that's that's so in it's barbaric, man. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. Like yeah. come on. And you know what's ironic yeah. is like you don't see PETA or any of those animal groups going no. for that at all. No. Exactly. But you keep a corn exactly. snake and you're public enemy number one. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I've told people so many times, look, if I ever went to one of those rattlesnake roundups, I would gather up all the snakes and bring them back home. Yep. I would, you know, just, you know, I'd kind of sneak them out, you know, one by one or something. I just, because yeah, uh, right. it's just, it's terrible. But I, I completely understand you get all these quote unquote animal rights activist groups that are actively trying to take away everything, but they don't go after the rattlesnake roundup. So they don't. You know, they don't care about anything. They just don't want you to have any kind of pet at all, yep. you know? And it's just, it's very, um, I don't know, it's, it's not right. It's not right, so. Yeah, man. I say it's... that with this, but <laughs> I have my my rattlesnake ashtray that's like a million years old that my uncle found in his garage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like 90. He's convinced it's made I'm from a real snake. I'm 98% sure that's an, that was an actual snake. I don't know. Dude, that thing was yeah. real. The only time I I'll support like you know snakeskin stuff is when it's used from animals that pass from a natural cause, right? You know, like right. the rattlesnake skin stuff. It's like I I don't really love it, but if it's about, coming, like, the if it comes, yeah, like if it comes from a source, like the you know, this animal died because of this, and I put its skin to good use, like okay, yeah, like yeah, species. I would use that, yeah, yeah. I'm not opposed to to taking berms and euthanizing them humanely and then using whatever they get from it yeah you know well you know i'll tell you i'll tell you my my thoughts on that well one little thought is i've got i've got a stuffed uh western diamondback that i use um it's got you know in the coiled position so if i can't take a snake to a presentation then i'll use that and i'll put my hot sauce in there with it you know and put it in the cage yeah you know and that's that's pretty cool it freaks people out they think it's still alive you know because it's (laughs) All coiled up and everything. If you could so, grab the bottle. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you grab a bottle, then I'll, I'll give it to you. But you know about the the whole the whole Burmese thing in Florida, man. That I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, we can we can agree to disagree or however you want to do it. But I, I think they're going about that all wrong too. Um, I I personally don't think they need to euthanize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, we watched two documentaries. We had a documentary here since I'm in Louisiana. We had a documentary about all the nutria rats. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was called rodents of unusual size. And, um, they're getting overrun in South Louisiana by the nutria rat. We also watched a documentary on rats in some other country that overnight would literally destroy all the people's crops. And I'm thinking, well, you could kind of solve two problems at once. You can, Get the snakes, instead of euthanizing snakes, you can get them out of, you know, Florida or wherever and take them to these places that are being overrun by these rodents that are actually destroying the economy and let all the snakes eat all the rats and clean up that problem and then get herpetologists that actually want the snakes to go pick the snakes up after that's all done. 
Yeah. You know, and put them back in the pet trade. So, I mean, that's those are that's my thoughts. You know, um, I think some of the stuff has gotten kind of out of control with that. Um, I personally don't think this is my personal opinion. From what I've seen, I don't think the problem in Florida is as big as people say it is. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, and you know, there have been there have been confirmed reports of people actually turning in their pet snakes just to get the money. So, um, I just I don't know. I think all that's blown out of proportion too, man. That's, but, but like I said, that's my personal opinion. You know, people can disagree with me. That's fine. The way I see it at this point with Florida is like. As far as the whole euthanasia thing, like I, I'm kind of indifferent on it. I don't really have an opinion on that. But you know, as far as the snakes go, like at this point, I don't care how many freaking people are in the swamps hunting snakes. I don't care how long they do it. I don't see them ever going away. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. I think more. Yeah, they've will, already set up shop. Yeah. Yeah, more will die yep. from natural selection and the occasional freezes that a Florida gets. You know, more gonna die from natural causes than python hunters out there catching Burmese pythons and slaughtering them. Like yep. it's yeah. humane, humanely euthanizing them. Like, yeah, obviously, if you're gonna kill it, like do it that way. But it's like yep. I don't. I don't think you're going to make a dent. Like it, it at this point they're there and they're not going anywhere. Like uh, in Florida, like they're so worried about Burmese pythons, but they have so many freaking invasive species, man. They have chameleons yep. running everywhere. They have tokes yep. everywhere. Burmese pythons, iguanas, like just pieces of the pie. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yep, they're just yep. yet another one that can survive in that ecosystem. And it's like, they're not, they're yep. not freaking leaving, man. It's so that's the one thing yep. when I'm at work and someone's hanging out and, and smoking and they're like, you know, I mentioned that I, for whatever reason we get into the topic of snakes and it's stuff. Like, well, what, do, what do you think about the, the, the Burmese problem? I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, it's mm-hmm. not really a problem. It was like everyone thinks it's like half of Florida that has these things. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> right, literally right. like Dade County. Yeah. Like talking yeah. to Phil, our buddy Phil Wolf, who's in South Florida. He's yep. like, dude, he's like I've never I don't even think he's seen one. <clears throat> yeah. When he's been out. And he hurts a lot. And he's I he may have yeah. I mean if he did, it's I think it's less than like five to ten. Maybe. Yeah. You've got to go. You've got to go like to the Everglades. Yeah, like literally. (laughs) It's a a band (laughs) in South Florida, and the way that the news and everyone talks about it, you would think it was like Independence Day, and they were just taking over. There was just and, a giant coup going on all at once. And somebody, right. like some <laughs> news thing, put out like a map of the range that they could go, and it had them coming up all the way yeah, up like through Virginia. Louisiana and Virginia yeah. and shit. And it's mind. like, dude, yeah. no, it. The, if by chance they made it, they made it from South Florida, even to just South Carolina in a summer. That's all they did. They wouldn't survive the winter here, not in they South kept, Carolina. Yeah, they kept they kept some exactly. here in South Carolina. To see how well they do, and, and they, they died in the winter. Yeah, it's yeah. like they, it's there's a reason they're only thriving in South Florida. They can't even survive in the northern areas of Florida, man. Yep. You have to pull your head out. It's the yeah, the whole thing yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna mention too. I just got done reading a book probably two months ago. Uh, it's called The Invisible Ark in Defense of Captivity yeah, by um, David and Tracy it. Barker. I, I read like, and the first they they talked to it's yeah, it's an excellent book, man. And they, they talk about that. And they actually talk about, they go in depth 
into some of the actual reports that were done over the Burmese pythons and, and over some of the other things. And, and I thought it was extremely interesting, some of the actual reports mm-hmm. and the details of those reports hmm. uh, as far as the Burmese and stuff like that. So well, I'm also surprised I, I recommend that, that book. I'm also surprised at how many people think that it's like released pets. Because I really yeah. don't think it was released pets at all. I'm like, you realize right. Florida gets hit by pretty much every hurricane yeah, yeah i mean like the big you, one it, yeah. it was no it was no like i think to the common public a lot of people just think it they're released pets but like i and i'm sure some of i watched oh yeah i watched the whole thing on it like there's a huge hurricane that went through there and completely flattened a facility in like san andrew or yeah saint andrews like yeah not saint andrew. yep. it was a hurricane hurricane andrew came through and it wiped right. out facilities you know and sent yep thousands yeah. of snakes into and the everglades stuff. yeah like burmese pythons i can guarantee you burmese pythons aren't the only invasive snakes out there i can promise you that exactly you know it's exactly uh, i, I think know. it'd be pretty cool though I, I, i'm uh <laughs> i'm not tired of catching rat snakes <laughs> that's what i get that's when i get calls from most of but i think it'd be cool if i actually got a call and it was a burmese python or you know something <laughs> kind of exotic like that and i thought that'd yeah. be pretty cool man I did. Yeah. I did get a call last week. This is pretty neat, man. I got a call. Somebody thought that they there was a house that was foreclosed across the street, and they thought that they had the people across the that lived in that house had some. I don't know what all kind of pets they had, but they said that they left their iguana sitting out on the front porch. <laughs> and uh, so the lady wow. sent me a video. It ended up being a bearded dragon. And so I had to go and catch. Somebody had left a bearded dragon sitting outside their house. Oh, is that the one that you posted so, recently? Yeah. 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 Wow. So I, th- I mean, I thought that was pretty neat. You know what I mean? That's that's my first uh, exotic that I've had to go rescue. You know what I mean? I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you remember that one that Doug had? Yeah. The one that got hit by the weed wave. Like my my old my buddy that I was living with yeah, for a little right. while. He's a vet, and he got a call about going and getting. I think that people knew it was a bearded dragon, but he went and picked it picked it up, and it was one that had been hit with a weed whacker. So he took it wow. to work. He had to amputate one of the legs, and then the uh, tail was pretty rough, but it? that healed over, and he took it out. That was, like, the meanest bearded dragon I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, dude, that thing. Horrible. You walked in, his <laughs> mouth would open, and he would just turn black. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was terrible. Wow. So why did it, was it accidentally he hit with a um, weed eater? Or what, did somebody purposely hit it? I don't, I don't even it with know. It? I wouldn't be surprised if it was oh. purposeful. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Oh. People, People might have hit it, and then they're like, oh, it's not dead. Let's call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found it like this. I had, uh, yeah, I had I had a similar situation with a, with a rat snake. A lady had called me and crawled up under her car. And, of course, I crawl up under the car looking for it for about an hour and told her, look, you know, I, I can't find it, but I only live, you know, five, ten minutes away, so call me back and shoot again. And then, you know, a couple hours later, she called me back. She said, it's in my backyard, and I went over there, and she had hit it with a shovel several times. Oh, my God. So I was like, you already, I've already been over here one time, and I told you to call me. <laughs> if you see it again, why did you try to kill it with a shovel? It was like that well, I just it. freaked out. I just freaked out. Jesus, man. That was already there. Yeah, and that's you know you. I know you brought this all. You you brought this when we first brought this up when we first started talking. But like, I don't understand why when people hear we like snakes, we breed snakes, whatever, they immediately start to tell you about the copperhead that they yeah, chopped up the other fire. week. Yep. I want to be yep. like, you do yep. understand? I just told you I like snakes, right? Yep. So you yep. want to tell me a story about you murdering one? 
Like, that's cool. The only rationale I can think of for that is people assume that we keep these things for ego and not because we actually enjoy them. Like, we like snakes mm -hmm. because they're cool. Yeah. We don't actually have, like, an attachment to them. Yeah. Next time time somebody tells me that they like cats, I'm going to be like, yeah, I hit one the other day. Then I backed over it again. It was so cool. (laughs) And I just tossed it in the river. (laughs) Like what the hell man like you'd say that people would lose their minds on you but because it's a snake yep. it don't matter yeah it doesn't uh, it doesn't make any sense and i just it, the double standards bother me real bad yep and i just think the the whole fear of snakes is just it's been ingrained in people for for eons you know what i mean and it's just and that i hate i, I figured by now with all of the herpetologists and and people out there you know educating people i figured by now it wouldn't be as bad, but it just, I don't know. It just continues on and it's terrible. And that goes like going back to what you said about the kids wanting to see the snakes and the parents pulling them away. That right there is a prime example of fear being taught. Like mm-hmm. you're not exactly. born with that fear. You're taught that fear and you are, you learned that fear. Like that yep. wasn't natural. Like your first instinct as a kid is to want to touch everything. It's like a learned behavior. Yeah. Like you, yep. you weren't born hating snakes. I, don't know. I like, mean, like to a degree, I think there's like a lizard brain part of us from, you know, back when we were something we used to be, apes. where there's like mm-hmm. a snake and it's like you kind of have that just that millisecond of lizard brain of oh shit. Yeah. But then I think, I mean, that's just for stuff you find in the wild. And maybe that's just because if you're out herping and you happen to somehow yeah. see a copperhead, you're kind of like, you get that, that kind of that jolt, like, oh, oh wait. Oh. Yeah. 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 But, and, you know, there's also the cases where people have, like, a bad experience. Like, they step on one, it scared them really bad, and ever since they've been terrified there of There was snakes. a guy that was a photographer for the Beaufort Gazette. He got bit, of, uh, this is probably, like, 15, 20 years ago. He got bit by a copperhead walking out in his yard one night, mm-hmm. and when I saw him, cause my, he knows my mom, like he goes to that shop mm-hmm. that she works at and stuff. And, uh, she was like, Oh, I've met my son. You know, he likes snakes and stuff. And he's like, I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I he's mean, like really bitter about it. And I, I know people yeah. who have like, who had like an older sibling or a cousin and they chase them around with their pet snake, you know, and that scarred yeah. them yeah. for life, which is like, I understand it, who does shit like but that? you'd be surprised. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, too, it's, it's kind of crazy. A lot of times when I do a presentation for adults, um, when they see, when they walk in, they may not know what the presentation's about. Like if I go do one for paramedics or something, you know, and they have to get continuing education every year. So I may have all my stuff set up on the table, and they don't know what they're coming in for training for. <laughs> and they come in, they see the snakes on the table, and they run. And everybody ends up sitting on the back row as far as they can. But by the end of the presentation, they're all up front wanting to hold snakes, wanting to take pictures and everything else. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that to me is amazing, you know, to actually help change people's minds and help educate them to let them know, hey, there's there's nothing really to fear about these. There's They're actually very fascinating, and there's, um, you know, just, just amazing things, you know, and uh, – to help change people's minds like that, I think it's just it's just awesome for me. That's why we got Hobbs, that carpet python at work, because we were doing a lot of events for the magazine at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, nothing gets people's attention like a snake. Yeah. Either, even if people are yeah. scared of them, yeah. they're still like, they're so yeah. morbidly curious that they yeah. have to go and look at it, even if it's like from yeah. 20 feet away, mm-hmm. they have to, they yeah. have to see it. Yeah. And man, when you yeah. change somebody's perspective on them, it, like you said, Steve, it is, it's the best feeling. There's a, 
there's a dude that I I worked with a, a a while back, and we got on the snake thing, and I went over the whole spiel. You know, they don't want to kill you. They play their role in the ecosystem. All this, all that. He asked his questions. And like, he was a very like wanting to learn type of guy. Like he loved, mm-hmm. you know, just learning new things. And so I went over all of it. And at the end of it, he sat there. He's like, dude, I'm never going to kill another snake as long as I live. He said, thank you yeah. for that. And I was like, boom, like, there it is. Like, that's what I live for, you know? Like, it, you can ah, die yeah. complete. it's, it's yep. the best feeling, man. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. And I have people all the time text me and call me or talk to me and tell me, hey, you know, because of you, because I've been hanging around you and, and, you know, for the last couple of years, man, I I don't kill snakes anymore. And I tell my family not to kill them. And, you know, it just kind of, it's, it's neat to see that good ripple going instead of the ripple of fear going, you know, to actually see, I've, I I spent time talking to this person and let them know how, how beneficial snakes can be and the purpose that they have. Well, then they, they start learning and then they stop killing them. And then they tell their wife and kids and they tell their parents or whoever, and that good ripple that continues throughout mm-hmm. society, you know, I, I, that's that's a very fulfilling. Um, it's very fulfilling. So I feel like I feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. Like, I think you can consider the job complete to a degree, even if you have someone like if they see a snake, they stop and think about it for a second. Yeah, you know, yeah. They they kind of pause and they they put a little more thought into it. They're like, well, wait a second, maybe this is one of the ones that can't hurt me. Yeah. Right. Like Maybe I should it. just leave her alone. Somebody. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I tell people all the time too. There's a lot of people that don't understand it. Even the, you know, they think, well, well, it's not a king. You know, they know king snakes, and they yep. know the king snakes eat the quote unquote bad snakes. <laughs> and I, I have to still tell people there's no bad snakes. Even the venomous snakes, mm-hmm. they're using to make medicine out of. They're curing cancer, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. Parkinson's. They're helping stroke victims. And they're making all these kinds of medicines out of, out of snake venom. And I said, look, man, the, the snake that you killed today could have saved somebody's life tomorrow. Yep. And, you know, so there's there's no such thing as a bad snake. They're all good snakes. So, you know, and, and a lot of people don't understand that they're using that for medicine now. And I think a lot of people would be shocked just to hear what they do in terms of just pest control. Yeah, alone. that's yeah. A, exa- I yeah. was just about to bring it up. I, I always... It, it's exponential. Yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, would you rather have... A snake, two, three, a couple around your yard that you might see cro- crossing through occasionally, or would you rather have mice and rats infesting your house? Yeah. Like, which yeah. one would you prefer, you know? And they're like, right. uh, like, yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Like, you know, like they yeah. eat so much, man. They do so many good yeah. things. Like, you have no freaking clue. Yeah, and I, I tell that, you know, I, I don't know how many hundreds of houses I've been to because they call me out for a snake and I'm looking around and there's mice droppings everywhere or I'll see mice or rats running around. I'm like, look, until you deal with that, that rodent problem, you're going to have snakes. It's yeah. going to happen, yeah. you know? And I, but if I go out there and they see a snake and their, their house is completely clean, their yard is, is completely clean. And I'm like, look, man, these snakes are just moving around trying to find food. They're not going to make your home its home unless there's a food source. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you have a problem that with mice or rats, then you're most likely going to have a problem with snakes. Me and Katie and have said, a but he knows that he does AC yeah, work. But I mean, if, and he's got a bunch of he. Well, at one point, he had a bunch of AC units and stuff in his backyard, and they mm-hmm. were finding a lot of snakes. They had some copperheads and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were like, "What can we do?" I was like, 
get rid of all that. And I was like, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. like that's a snake's dream yep. right there. Yeah, that's what they look yeah. for, Plenty man. Of places to hide. Yeah. You, know, you got water collected yeah. in a bunch of areas. It's like you're giving them literally like the top three things they need: food, shelter, and water. Yeah. Yep. And I, I tell people all the time too, you know, because I I don't know how many attics I've crawled in, or you know, the houses that are on the pier and beams, and I've, I've crawled under the houses. And they've put lime, sulfur, mothballs, snake away, all that stuff around. I'm telling them, look, man, that it doesn't work. It's not toxic to snakes. I said, look, man, that stuff. Plus, it's got something in there called naphthalene, which is a carcinogen. It can cause cancer. And you're putting this stuff all around your house, breathing it in, and you're wondering why you're sick all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I tell them, look, man, that stuff doesn't work. You know, save your money on that. And, you know, just keep your yard clean. You know, keep your grass cut real low, get rid of any hiding spots and things like that, man. And it's just, uh, again, that, that stuff that just keeps getting passed down from generation to generation, you know. I actually, I went in Home Depot one time, and as soon as I walked in, there was a lady at the counter loading up the counter with mothballs. And I said, I had to stop her. I said, hey, you know, I said, what are you buying that for? She goes, well, I got snakes. And I said, no, here's my card. Call me. I said, go put all that stuff back on the counter. And the lady, the lady that was checking her out, you know, I don't know if she was upset because she wasn't going to get any money, but <laughs> she asked for my card. And the person behind them in line said, wait a minute, you're the snake guy. And I said, yeah. And they were like, you came to my house a couple of months ago. And so they were able to vouch for me to this lady telling this lady, look, yeah, this guy came out to my house. He got snakes. That's the guy to call. He's like and, Ghostbusters. Uh, so that was real. Uh, huh? So he's like Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, the other thing, too, about, you know, you were mentioning how, you know, snakes uh, take care of the rodent prob- problem. I've got an article at home. I think it was from, it may have been from, like, 2014 or 2017. I don't remember. But where they had tagged certain rattlesnakes in this area mm-hmm. with these trackers, and they found out that they were they were stopping the spread of Lyme disease yeah. because they were eating all the rodents in that area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't understand that either. You know, rodents, they have these ticks, and then you go walking through the woods while you're hunting or something like that, and you get that tick bite, and you can get Lyme disease. Well, the snakes are eating all those rodents to stop that spread. So, you know, bonus for us. Yep. I hate the smell of mothballs. I hate it, man. It, yeah, it's, I hate it really do. It's, it's funny you brought yep. up the mothballs because, like, literally, I think, <clears throat> I think it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, my girlfriend Amanda, her um, her aunt was in town, and she is like deathly afraid of snakes. Like, so you're like come over and hang out. Like, won't even won't check what, out the scrub python. First thing she said was, "I will never come to your house." When I'm like, "Oh, I didn't invite you." So yeah, no, I was like, "Good." Yeah. So, yeah. but so she's she lives in they live in a uh, in an RV and they travel a good bit. Her and her husband. And uh, she's like, yeah, at the the uh, campground we stay in back home. I, I've always got I've got mothballs everywhere to to keep the snakes out. Going on and on about it. And she's like, well, what do you think about it? And I was like, do you want my honest answer? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, of course. I'm like, you're wasting your money with mothballs. Yep. And like, yep. I just like saw this the biggest deflate <laughs> deflating look yeah, in her eyes she's like that. what do you mean i'm like they yeah. don't do anything I, I was, she yeah. was like i thought this smell like kept i'm like no they don't care yeah. like the year i was like that is not there's no way to there that's no that's no way to keep snakes yeah. away denial <laughs> is not just a river in egypt yeah 
Yeah. So. And I, I got a couple of, you know, before I really started doing the videos heavily, you know, I've got a couple of pictures of me catching snakes covered in all that stuff, <laughs> covered in the, the moth, the, 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 the uh, you see the mothballs on the ground, but they put the lime and the sulfur and all that other crap around. The snake is covered in it. Yep. And I'm like, look, man, this stuff doesn't work. And so, uh, several months ago, um, I got together with a friend and we did, we put circles, uh, like a three foot circle, six foot circle, nine foot circle yeah. with different kinds of, uh, snake, rep- quote unquote, snake repellents. And I stood in the middle and dropped a big pile of snakes in the middle, and the snakes are going all through this stuff. Yep. I, I, just, I watched the like, video. Yeah, you know, I saw that one, too. Yep. Yeah, so uh, you, I, and I, know I think I shared it on the THP page. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Like, look, yeah. like, send this to your grandma or, like, your hey, or whatever like, family member needs to see this. Everybody needs to see this. It doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's just, uh, man, it, sometimes it feels like a never-ending battle, man, really, you know, because it's, it's like as soon as I talk to two or three other people, another person pops up with the same uh, misconceptions or the same myths and things like that. And then it's just, uh, I mean, it, it gets fun, but after a while, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I've, I've done this a hundred times mm-hmm. today. When are people going to learn? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it is fun, man. I, I enjoy doing what I do. And as an EMT, have you seen many snake bites as far as, like, yeah, native man, or exotics? Yeah, um, Yeah, one of, the, um, one of the stories that really defines what Steve Snake's Worry is about is several years ago, um, we, got a, uh, we got a call out for an 8-year-old girl that got bit by a snake. Hmm. And by the time I got there, there was another medic that had the girl in the back of the ambulance. And they had killed the snake and put it in a jar. The paramedic looked at me and he said, hey, man, you know, that's a, that's a copperhead, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, because I was able to watch your videos, I knew what that was. So I was able to call the hospital ahead of time so they can get the antivenom ready for us. Wow. wow. You know, yeah. and some people, you know, that really defines what we do is because here I am helping somebody. And some people don't understand the, with the antivenom, you've got a part A and a part B. And you've mm-hmm. got to mix it, and you can't just mm-hmm. shake it up. You have to slowly tilt it back and forth to mix it slowly. It's about a and two and a half hour process. Mixed up. Do what? It's about a two and a half hour process because uh, I, yeah. I I was on the other side of that in the waiting period for for that two and a half hours for that stuff to be ready. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's about two. And so a half I mean hours. that that really you that, know it's and vital. That, that kind of story. <laughs> yeah, and I I tell that story because that um, the girl you know her foot was swollen up to the ankle. By the time we got to her, got her to the hospital, it was swollen up almost to the knee. She was as calm as can be. Mm-hmm. Didn't care, you know. Wow. And then a couple of months <clears throat> after that, we had a we had an older lady that was working in her garden. I don't know why she was in her garden at eleven o'clock at night. I can't explain that one. But she it's got the south. Bit. People do all and, kinds of weird shit. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But she got bit in this the same scenario, man. Swollen up to the ankle. By the time we got to the hospital, swollen up to me, this lady was freaking out, screaming, hollering out the whole time. And I try to explain to people, you know, the best thing to do is is stay calm. And I yeah. know that's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but, you know, once you get your heart rate up, you know, being an EMT, I'm, I'm trying to, not to get too technical, but you get your heart rate up, that's going to make your blood pump faster, which yep. is going to push that, that venom through your body faster. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell people, but you're not going to, the people here where I live, You've got plenty of time to get to the hospital, plenty of time. And most people have complications because they go into shock. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the venom itself. It's because they go into shock. And what happens is when your heart rate goes up, your breathing goes up, and what happens is it's called a VQ mismatch where your breathing and your heart rate can't keep up because your heart's pumping that oxygen through your body. But when your body doesn't get the oxygen that it needs, it goes into shock. And so the best thing to do is stay calm because that lowers your heart rate and it lowers your breathing rate. And, um, you know, of course, remove all your jewelry and things like that, but just lay flat and get to the hospital. So You know, don't put ice on it. Don't put a tourniquet on it because what that's going to do is that's going to cause more tissue necrosis and that's going to cause more, you know, your flesh to rot away mm-hmm. more in that area if you do that because it's holding that venom in that area. But, um, you know, I go to a... Uh, I've been going to a Venom conference in Houston every year, and there's there's a little bit of controversy on whether to raise it. Like, say somebody gets bit on their hand, whether to raise that above the level of the heart or keep it below the level of the heart. See, that's I've never there's understood that myself because I'm like, if you're yeah pointing it up, gravity's gonna yeah. It's called exactly. all, like, why wouldn't exactly. you keep it either level or below? Yeah, like, yeah. It, I mean, and that's that's not that's, a doctor. But. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Now, I do know. I do know once they give the first dose of antivenom, once they give the first dose, then they raise it to mm-hmm. keep the swelling down. Yeah, I've seen Spencer but, Green. There's a snake bite group yeah. that I'm not in anymore because it just got ridiculous with the admins telling everyone to stop posting. Like people, if they got bit by someone or by, by something or um, needed, like someone they know got bit, they post mm-hmm. on this group. There's a panel of experts that are like, this is what that was. Get to the hospital now. Here's who you need to call. Like, an emergency sort of yeah. response group of sorts. Um, the only problem right. is then you have people chiming in and they're like, no comments, like stop comment. Yeah. This is yeah. just for communication between the poster and the admins. People can be there to watch, right. but other than that, like get mm. out or you get banned like real quick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know Spencer Green talked uh, multiple times, especially about copperhead bites and stuff that when you're treating them, keep it, keep it like raise it up high. Like when you're in the hey. hospital. Yeah. Apparently yeah. that makes a very big difference. When, wow. they're, when they're yeah. administering, so. Jeez. So, Steve, have you ever been bit by a venomous snake? Nope. No, not Good. without my gloves. I've got, you know, and I know that's a big controversy, too. I, I always use my, my, they say they're not bite-proof, but, you know, the quote-unquote bite-resistant gloves from Snake Professional. Mm-hmm. And the, I like know the they have different. Stuff? Yeah. Do what? Is it the Hex Armor gloves, or is it another kind? Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 the highest. There's, I don't know how to describe it, man. They've got different um, styles or code or types mm-hmm. or something, and it's like the highest one. Um, but I still use those, and I don't use those by themselves. I don't want people thinking that I'm trusting just in those gloves. I still use my hooks and tongs and things like that. Um, I have had them bite the gloves, but of course it didn't go through. Um, I did. What was I can't say the scariest thing. I did have, when I got some albino rattlesnakes, I was moving them to the new cages. And, you know, with rattlesnakes, their fangs come out, and then they go back in. Right. Well, they jumped up and hit the screen on the cage, and their venom sprayed and got on my face and in my eye. Mm. Mm. Um, That kind of freaked me out because it started burning. Um, Of course, you know, nothing happened. I didn't go to the hospital or anything like that. So, but no, I've never actually been bit by a venomous snake. The rat snakes, pythons, boas, I get bit by them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people, of course, people ask me, well, does it hurt? Well, you know, the six-foot rat snakes, no, not really. But you get a a 20-foot, you know, retic or, you know, even my uh, head, 
my Australian python, my amethystine, um, there was one, I think it was Christmas Eve, either last year or year before last, It uh, I was trying to feed it, it missed the rat, grabbed my hand, and, you know, usually I just go about my business, I don't, you know, blood dripping everywhere, it doesn't bother me, And but I had one spot on my pinky that was not healing up, and I started to get freaked out, I thought, oh my gosh, I finally got an infection. Um, eight weeks later, I was pushing on it, I was at work, and I was just pushing on that little spot on my pinky and a tooth popped out mm-hmm. uh, so I've, I've had teeth break off in my hands before but that's you know whatever it's kind of they kind of itch a little bit and that just out. yeah that yeah. ain't that ain't Seven no years. joke either man an adult scrub that that sucker will let, yeah. that sucker will lay into you man <laughs> that, yeah they got some teeth i've got i've got a small uh Maroke, uh scrub python and he bit the palm of my hand one time and i tell you for not a very big snake i felt every single one of them teeth like yeah that, he's not he ain't but maybe three four foot right now i mean he's skinny because they're scrubs mm-hmm. but three four foot yeah. he tagged me and boy they're I, just pop hmm. on amazon tree bows Mm, no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not they are those are the carpets no yeah yeah but that that amethystine man he's just uh <clears throat> i don't know what the deal is with that one dude that one's just vicious man you know and i tell people you know people ask me if i you know again i think i mentioned it earlier in the conversation you know people ask me if i can train my snakes and dude i tell people snakes have personalities just like people Man, I can have four or five of the same kind of snake, four or five ball pythons or red tail boas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to be aggressive. Some of them aren't, man. And uh, that one there, dude, that amethystine is just, uh, I don't know, man. It's vicious. <laughs> so hmm. you got to be careful with him. For sure. I like Jake's scrub. I don't see it much when I'm over there, which is, I mean, I'm not over there very often, but. Yeah, it's pretty to look at. I'm pretty hands off with yep. him, you know. I don't. He doesn't like to be messed with, so I don't push it with him. You know, he likes to feed him. I don't need eye candy when I have a room full of green trees. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. What do you typically take as far as presentation animals? Like, I mean, Man, ob- it, obviously, it, you're not gonna yeah take the scrub to like right a right school um, and be like, if I'm doing them yeah. <laughs> If I'm doing them for kids, man, I usually take, you know, some corn snakes. I'll take a couple of local snakes because, like, I'll take, um, of course, some rat snakes, maybe a baby and a and an adult, you know, to show them, hey, when they're born, they're about this size, but then they can get this size. And then I may take some water snakes to, to show them the killed scales. Um, I'll usually take, like, a ball python and a boa. Um, I usually say that, you know, I'll take a big, pretty, pretty, pretty big, huge boa, you know, probably about 8, 10 feet long and a big red tail or something like that to kind of freak them out. And, um, you know, talk about the talk about the differences between boas and pythons and uh, maybe some corn snakes or something like that. Um, if I'm doing one for animal control or the paramedics or firefighters or something, um, I'll, I'll take a lot of the venomous and, you know, because I talked about the venom and, you know, how to emergency treatment of snake bites and things like that, and I'll go into – you know, uh, hemotoxic venom and neurotoxic venom. And, uh, you know, usually, I usually keep the Cobra kind of covered up, save that one for last. I'll take one of the Cobras, probably my monocle and, uh, leave it kind of covered up as a surprise toward the end. 
So it really kind of depends, man, if I'm talking about, you know, snakes or something, you know, if I'm talking about them as pets or if I'm talking about the emergency treatment of snake bites or something. Um, if I'm doing like a birthday party, of course I'll take more. I'll take a little fox turtle or some bearded dragons or something like that with me too. So, so like I said, we kind of tailor our presentations depending on our audience. Yeah. Do you do anything, you have any like crocodilians, like anything small? As far as that stuff goes? As far as what? Crocodilians? No, I had... Uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this because it's going to go out. <laughs> but I've gotten called out for some uh, alligators here. And it's it's illegal to keep them. You have to have a special permit mm-hmm. here to keep those. And so, yes, I've gotten called out for some, but... Um, I didn't put them back right away. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. <laughs> well, that's how so, it is in South Carolina. Like, you have to have a permit to relocate. I'm pretty them. sure anywhere. It must be a federal thing. I'm pretty sure in the U.S. to own them, you have to have permits. And to touch them in the wild at all, you have to have permits. Yeah, all the relocation stuff have to yeah. be through yeah. DNR or some sort of certified animal removal company. I mean, like, I, I've done it. Well, yeah, I, I, but... I got a smog. I'm saying normal people. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I, there's an alligator. Yeah. My dog's missing. Can you come remove it? And yeah, that's all I mean. Like, it normally I, no. You ever but. seen? Have you ever? You've, how'd you catch yours? Because I watched a guy with a big ass treble hook. I didn't have a big ass hook it and reel it. It was a small one. It was like maybe four or five feet. Yeah. I don't even think it was really a problem. These people, I think, just wanted it gone. It, the thing was, yeah. like, it was either... It sucked to watch. I mean, that's what I did. You know, it was either that or somebody was going to shoot it. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. that's exactly what I did. I hooked it with a treble hook and got it to the edge of the yeah. edge of the pond. And, I mean, it was a, my private pond. Well, these people were like... And it was it's, my father it's who was causing problems. <laughs> like, it's yeah. getting... You know, we come outside and it starts heading our direction. I mean, it could just be swimming yeah. in that general direction. I don't know if it was true or not, but I watched this guy right. with a big-ass fishing pole, like, mm-hmm. really heavy test line, you know, treble hook, and he just he somehow get it, you know, sink, like, set it, and then reel it in. And I was yeah. like, this sucks. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess like you know, that, that kind of goes back to that that fear thing you know my wife and i are big into b-rated animal movies yeah and you know people watch things like lake placid you know and i think it's just going to start eating everybody in the town so you know it's just it's funny but at the same time i understand it's kind of a serious thing you know getting over all those those uh the things that people watch on movies and things like that you know so i mean i would love to get into more branch out a little bit more than just snakes but snakes are my specialty you know what i mean yeah and uh i kind of i kind of had to be careful you know i try to stay legal like i said i've got all my permits and everything for the snakes but i don't want to get in trouble either you know because a lot of people know me already yeah so yeah well how does the venomous thing work there is it it's i mean it's not like florida where you have to do a billion hours of hands-on per genus yeah training <laughs> yeah you gotta um you've gotta have so i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i don't remember the number of hours that you're supposed to have, mm-hmm. but I contacted Wildlife and Fisheries, and I talked to the main guy that's over the herpetology there, and um, he sent me the application. I filled out the application. They wanted to know all of my experience, and so I just sent the dude a link to my YouTube videos and told him, look, here are all these videos that I have of venomous snakes, and so he kind of 
I guess, looked back through the dates of all the videos that I had mm-hmm. and saw that I had enough experience, I guess. I'm not sure really how to go into all that. I'm, I don't know how to explain all that, but, uh, yeah, I had to fill out an application, and I, I don't remember the specific number of hours or experience I was supposed to have, but hmm. I guess based on all the videos that I showed him, he was like, okay, that's good enough, so... And, you know, we talk, you know, every year they have, I have to renew my, my permit every year and things like that. And, of course, animal control has to come out. Uh, the local animal control has to come out, and they have to inspect the place, make sure all the cages are in proper order, locks, and, you know, make sure. Because the permit states I have to keep them in lock cages behind a locked door. So, you know, they come out and check all that stuff, too. So We don't have that issue here yet. Yeah, Who knows it's if that's going to change. It but. sounds like Louisiana is kind of like in between South Carolina and Florida. It's like not as strict as Florida, but not as lenient as South Carolina. Yeah. Like it's here. It's if you're over eighteen, call out a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can have if a, you're have a, a monocle as your first name. Yeah, you're over eighteen, a couple hundred <laughs> right. bucks. If you're you're over eighteen, have a couple hundred bucks. You go to Columbia show, buy yourself a Kaboom Viper. That's it's nothing. Black Mambas. I've seen Black Mambas, Inland Taipans, everything at that Columbia show here. And you got you got some money. You got an ID. Boom, it's yours. Yeah. And wow. I hate it. I hate I it, always, man. Yeah. It's it's too lenient. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, I understand. There's, I think it's places like that are a little too lenient, but then you've also got places that are too strict that just ban everything. Yep. And uh, you know, there needs to be some responsibility. I think that's part of the problem, and that's part of the part of the reason we have so many problems is because you've got irresponsible people getting these snakes that don't that shouldn't have them. You know, or they don't go about the right channels. They don't. They don't learn how to deal with the snakes. They don't learn how to properly handle them and things like that. And it causes issues. Yeah, that's why I think the whole permit system in the states that have it is totally for the people that are keeping them correctly to, yeah. you know, separate yeah. them from the jackasses that are free for alling it. And it's sad because right. commando, as I like to call the it. guys who are, and it sucks because the guys who are going commando are going to have them anyways permits yeah. required or not they're going to get them so it makes right. the people who are responsible it makes it a lot harder to get stuff and it puts a lot more restrictions on those people but it changes nothing for yeah. the for the right. footballers you know it's whatever you know but dumb yep there's always, always one ruining for everybody. Yeah, that, and that's, that's exactly what's going to happen with this stupid virus man somebody's going to ruin it for yep. everybody they're going to go under quarantine, and then somebody's just going to leave, and it's going to be another two weeks, and yep. We're, yep. we're all going to get infected. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. Just get a test kit from Fish Head Diagnostics. <laughs> test yourself for NIDA. Dr. Pia, this you're is from so, a snake. It's got my name this. on all the information and everything like that, like date of birth. Hatch date. Hatch date. <laughs> it's this got my is, name. It's just a swab from the inside of your nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I saw Brandon Wheeler made a post about that. He's like, "Is anybody anybody else here about this virus coming from uh, people eating snake brains, raw snake brains?" Hashtag they gave us Nido. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, <laughs> wow!" Yeah, I think all of that stuff, man. It's it's just get everything's just 
blown out of proportion. Oh, That's yeah. my opinion on it. You know what I mean? I understand you got to be serious about it, and there's there's precautions you need to take, but just don't go near. Just don't get home. stupid with it. Yeah. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. I've just saved the world. Wow. What would we do without you? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but you said you also had to run, and I think yeah, it's about that time where you are. Yeah, I'm. I'm working nights this week, so gotcha. Part of being part of being an EMT and firefighter. So. All right, man. Well, All right, man. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on, brother. It was. Yeah, uh, man. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it was a great episode. Definitely, really enjoyed it. Glad we finally got to got to have you on. So. Yeah, man. That's good. Yeah, well, I, like I said, man, I, I support everything you guys are doing, man. You guys are doing awesome work, and, and I appreciate the opportunity you. you guys are giving me to, to, to come on and, and to let me help you guys, you know? Yeah, man. Definitely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for supporting this journey that we are on with the podcast, man. Hand in hand. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I've, I've seen a, a ton of people, you know, participating and listening and things like that. And, um, I mean, you guys are doing you're doing great. You're getting good information out there and educating the masses and and i think it's great man i want you guys to keep up all the good work defenders of the faith we definitely we will definitely try where can people find you <laughs> yes even though we already tell them all man. the time we want to hear yeah man you can i'm, I'm all over man. all yeah definitely um i'm all over social media man but you can definitely check out my website at snakesuary.com or steve'snakesuary.com um of course i'm all over facebook youtube instagram tiktok I'm doing all that stuff, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Everywhere. Well, everybody, go look for Steve. Check out his sanctuary. Get some of his freaking hot sauce because it's delicious. Yeah. yeah I don't want to. Uh, don't want to. Don't want to spoil anything. But we got some big, big, awesome stuff coming with sanctuary this year too, Ooh. man. So you guys, everybody needs to stay tuned with that. Well, when that yeah, happens, we will. How about when that happens, you're ready to announce it? We'll plan an episode. Yeah. We'll do a big announcement. Yeah, that sounds and awesome. And then we can man. get we'll more because we'll I wanted to. I wanted yeah. to get into the hot sauce thing and how that all came about too. Yeah. So we'll have to. We'll we'll have do to another back. one. Yeah, we'll come back for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, call me up, man. We'll we'll do an, we'll do another episode, man. That'll be awesome. Absolutely, man. All right, bud. All right, stay safe right, tonight. Man. Yeah, I don't have too much Thanks, fun. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Thanks. All man. right. Later. Appreciate it. Bye. See. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. Oh, Steve. That was a good episode. It was. It was fun. I enjoyed it. He's doing good stuff. Yeah, man. Steve's an awesome guy. There's a lot. I, I got to give props to anybody that does sort of the general public education stuff because that requires a lot of patience. That requires a lot of trust from small children and adult children Yeah. to, like, not yank on the back half of your snake while you're holding it. And nobody likes to yank answer on the, back the same half of your five snake. to ten questions every day, all day. Yeah. And then he's removing snakes, you know, for free. He's not, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, a business he's running, you know, it's for at least removing snakes. Like, you That's know, why you got to get you one of those. He's not, yeah. A hot bucket. Hot bucket. Probably I mean, still smells bucket. like cotton, cotton head. Oh, God. Oh. Smells like oh. feet. Dude, I remember when you told me about that. I was like, I sprayed as I much think as I've you wanted. Ain't coming out. I was like, I don't think I've ever smelled copperhead musk. Then you took him out. I was like, oh, oh no! It's like you, <laughs> like you walk into a Nike sh- Nike shop. Yeah, like a, like of, a used, of used Nike. Hibbit Sports. Yeah, used shoes.
Yeah. The Goodwill shoe section. Nasty. Oh, Bobo. it was so Bobo bad. Uh, Nerodia is pretty close, though. Nerodia is pretty bad. might be the worst, though. Amazon Trebo Musk smells like burnt plastic. I still think as far as Musk goes, uh, King Rat Snakes have... Like as the far as is pretty rough. Too. No, but see, King Rats, like it's not that bad. That's the thing. Like if you're gonna get musked oh, yeah, on, I would that. rather get musked on by King Rat. It smells kind of kind of smells like a weird chocolate. It's weird. I didn't believe the guy when I had him. Like I miss my King Rat so much. But when I bought him, the dude told me he was like, "Now they musk." He's like, "But the musk it really isn't that bad." He's like, "Personally, I think it smells like chocolate." And I was like, "Yeah, bullshit." Like, okay. And you were like, "Oh, smells wait a like, chocolate. like chocolate." Yeah, you know, I, so I then I had him out and he was rattling his tail. I'm like, what? It smells like freaking chocolate, dude. What the hell? It's not going to be wrong. It's not a good chocolate smell. but just Amazon Trebo is just like, I don't know how to describe it. Burnt plastic and burnt sugar, like together. Mm. And it just, oh, it's like sickening. Yuck. It's just, oh. and the bear just pretty bad. They get me all the time. Like my bear musk me. Every time I touch them. Really? Yes. I didn't know your birds are that bad. That's Every the thing, man. I, it's like, why? That's why a lot of Kluber, a lot of Kluber just piss me off, now man. I, I hate go to that work shit. Like this. I would rather get bit 10 times than get musked on. I hate it. It's so nasty. But, on that note, this is kind of a shorter episode. Yeah. But it's all good. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Works out. This is the first time we've been done at like 10 p.m. ever. Yeah. And again, it kind of works out because I've had a really long week and I have to be up at 5.30 for it tomorrow. Mm. So, Anyways. Getting that overtime. Thank you once again to Steve. Steve Snakeshuary. He's an awesome guy. Awesome sponsor. Doing awesome things. Sean Wagner at MP Cages and Exotics. I have, dude. I have. I love my rack. Yes. I have it fully set up. Everything's set in there. Like the thermostat's on, everything's rocking and rolling. I got this purchase from Brahms. Yep. Boy, it looks slick. Yeah, they look really good, man. Yeah. I've been throwing, I've been throwing Sean's name everywhere, man. And now I kind of understand the white, the white rack thing. Yeah, it now it kind of lights it up, sense. doesn't like, it? All right. What did I tell you? All right. What did I tell you? Yeah, I have to get, I have to shout out. Um, like I can actually look in there and see them. Yeah, I've got to shout out. Um, Must be important. His name's escaping me. Why is his name escaping me right now? Howard? Yeah. Yeah, Howard Redding. I I could not think of his name. Yeah, he's the one who told me that at Carpet Fest. He's like, yeah, White Cage lights it up more. It's natural lighting. And I was like... It just yeah, it reflects light. It just, poof, it just blew my mind right there. I was like, dude, that makes perfect sense. And now I just want everything but white. Another option so. is if you have frog tanks and you have these stupid, bright, like 7,000K... LEDs, those mm. will also light up a room pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That new tank is in there, that and too. it's got one of those 7,000 lights, and that like, I feel like I'm blinding everything in that room. Lights it's just like, like, oh, my room. God. <laughs> but for a guy that doesn't <clears throat> use lights on really anything, that's the, you know, white, the white is much better. I out. do. It would be cool to set, like, LED strips, kind of like LP and Cody have in their Cambo racks. Yeah. Having Sean do something like that. Yeah. Like that, it looks good with the lights mm. in it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like when you yeah. have, obviously, when you have, like a hypo Dejara Death Adder, I mean, in nice cool LED lights, it looks yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but it is a smoking snake. Yeah, mm. I dream about it at night. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. Mm. I dream about that pop when type in. Okay. 
Episode 72. Uh, Thank you, everybody. You know what I haven't said in like a really long time? Is to remind people to subscribe via SoundCloud, iTunes, iTunes Google, Google Play, Play Spotify. Spotify. And you know what I'm actually thinking about doing now? Oh, God. So I ended the ConjureCast subscription on SoundCloud mm-hmm. just because I was paying. I was tired of paying for it. Mm-hmm. What I may do from here on out is when I do a ConjureCast episode, just upload it to this. There's, no, there's really no sense. I don't do it that often. There's really no sense in paying twice for it. Yeah. And I could just upload it to our stream. People can enjoy it if they want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a disapproving, yeah. No, I meant like I was about to be like, yeah, I mean, they're, they kind of, we kind of go together. I mean, it's your show, both of your shows. I mean, there's no reason not to. Just I'm paying like yeah. 60 no. bucks a month for a show yeah. that I record like at this point once a quarter. Yeah, I mean, there's really no. Like I'm officially at the GTP Keeper radio radio frequency. Yeah. In terms of putting out episodes, just because I've just been too busy. Yeah. Anyways. Speaking of though, I do want to do a Green Tree episode again soon. We haven't done it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it today. I was like, let's throw Justin a bone, get a Green Tree episode in. Who should we should we have? We haven't had Bill on here, have we? We haven't. I've had Bill on the Conjurecast. I know you've had him on the Conjurecast. Bill wanted to come on. He wanted to talk about rough scales. I want to talk about rough scales. So we. We can make that happen. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm really bummed, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm really, I'm still pretty sad about the whole forest thing. Like, I, I was really, I had talked uh, to him at one point about doing an Abroni episode. Yeah. You know, I was like really pumped for it. I, I wanted to have him on the Conjurecast again because when him and Cody were on, I really wanted him on here, you man. Know, obviously, Cody did a, a very large majority of the conversating, <laughs> but Forrest was also busy. I think cleaning rat tubs and stuff, so he was kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I mean it's you know it sucks because I was really wanted to do an Abroni episode because he was like the guy for Abroni. yeah he was and uh, you know a Condor episode with him as all as well as all the other cool stuff like monitors you know he, he was, was a big monitor guy yeah man. really cool to do a, a episode on crop monitors and like I how re- to keep them correctly and I really wanted him on the show <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, it's a bummer there's yeah. a really great auction going on right now in the yeah. MAHS benefit charity auction i think is the group it's like the madison area herpeticulture society yeah um tons of items up there there's a herpeticulture magazine shirt up for bid or auction in there there's a bunch of really cool stuff a lot of people are they've already raised like twenty thousand dollars i think wow in like less than a week it's been nuts yeah uh so go check that out yeah i think they're still adding stuff to it like they're still it's just like with me and Ian like they're still trying to get caught up and get everything out there yeah. so there's plenty more to come so check that out support Desiree and um, the, the baby Lars and baby Lars and Forrest Forrest um, yeah yeah I just it's uh, Desiree has a TikTok sucks, and she had man. posted a video of him Lars like Lars was riding his little trike and oh, I was just watching the thing and I was just like I I, I can't I'm so sad so I, sad dude I couldn't I can't I can't even watch that man that's it's nice to see everyone come together though. yeah that's that's the beautiful thing about you know this community a lot of us have our differences but at the end of the day you know we're all in this. We're a family. It's just we're a dysfunctional this, one. Yeah, we're all in this fight together, and we all came together for this. And honestly, it's beautiful what we've been able to do. And mm-hmm. I know Lars and Desiree, thank you guys a lot. And 
Goodbye. Goodbye. Or in the way, in the words of Phil, every time we finish cigars and st- snakes and stogies, good night, Moon. <laughs> you sounded just like him too. Good night, Moon. Good night, Moon. Because he's got that voice that makes him sound like he just gargled asphalt. <laughs> I love Phil so much. I love that guy too. Oh we need to get God. him back on again. Yeah, we do. We need to get Sean on again. I want to do an episode with Sean. You want to redo? Yes. <laughs> like I want to do another episode of this so damn bad. You don't understand. I'm so mad about that, man. You... Uh, once I get this other rack built, get another thing or two in from him. We're, we're having him on again okay. for a review. Okay. When you Just, want to do that, you let me know. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see y'all later. Episode 72, Justin Smith, the Medicos Exotics. Jacob Routes, Joby, Marilla. We love you. Thank you. Forever. Stay safe out there. I'm going to put you in my pocket. Let go. Dream of me. <laughs>